This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. In this episode, we listen to the first part of a talk Reggie offered at a Bodhisattva vow ceremony. He says that the first step in the Bodhicitta training of a Bodhisattva involves slowing down and opening to the wounded aspects of ourselves that we have cut off and banished. This talk was given at the 2014 Winter Datun Retreat, held at the Blazing Mountain Retreat Center in Crestone, Colorado. To find out about the upcoming Winter Datun Retreat, please visit dharmaocean.org. So, I'm not going to give a traditional Bodhisattva vow talk because we are way, way beyond that. But what I am going to do is talk to you about the work of the Bodhisattva in this lineage. It's reported that somebody once asked Sigmund Freud What's the purpose of life? And he said, Lieben und Arbeiten, which means love and work. And in fact, in the practicing lineage, love is work. And the only real work is love. And we're going to talk about that a little bit right now. So, what does it really mean to help other people? We ourselves are uh, initially uh, completely out of control as humans. We are driven by anxiety, fear, mostly, and we uh, react impulsively to every situation in our life. When people are relating to each other, it's like sometimes you see these ping-pong experts and it's so fast, you, you really hardly can't even see what's going on. And that's how it actually is with human beings. It's like this. And no, there's no space and there's no actual relationality. And most of us have grown up 
thinking that we um, we're kind people and we want to help others and we try to help others, but it's still the ping pong match. So. The first task of the on the Bodhisattva path, and it's something that you know starts very early with us here in this lineage, is that we need to slow down the ping pong game to the point where we actually can begin to relate to other people and not just be doing everything out of impulse. And so we do the uh, bodhicitta work, and uh, even you know the first day that you touch into your body, that's already bodhicitta. Even though the emphasis isn't on relationality at that point, it's, it's on getting in touch with yourself. But it really is, it is bodhicitta. What happens as we move along is we start to discover what we call in this culture, trauma. And we start to realize how um, how upset we are much of the time. And how activated we are and how we're always uh, coming out of anxiety. And last night, uh, you know, we, a number of us ran into, you know, some uh, very deep feelings from our own past. And uh, patterns of being wounded, assaulted, invaded, ignored. And then it becomes a little bit confusing because we wonder, well, What's going on here? And, you know, I seem to be a very traumatized person. And, you know, we hear in the culture about, you know, certain people are traumatized. And the thing is, on the Mahayana, um, we have to take a different view of trauma than the general culture takes. And I think some of the leading people would, you know, be 100% with what I'm going to say, but it's not the general cultural understanding. So, there is no coherent human personality. You know, there is no me, there is no I. There only is um, temporary adaptive images of the self that we develop at different points in our life. And right now, the person that we think we are is it's an adaptation. It's a current adaptation to our reality. But this adaptation, although it's connected with earlier adaptations, it's largely operating in ignorance of the earlier adaptations. These are what these adaptations are what we call the unfinished children in the Bodhisattva practice. There are many coherent experiences of self in us and they probably correspond to every moment of our life and they're all living within 
and they are all present in our unconscious. This is what uh, Jung, who developed uh, the notion of a complex, this is what a complex is. It's a complex of adaptation that we develop, and we start to develop them when we're born. And, and then at a certain point, you know, we learn, and then we develop another one, and then another one. But there isn't any, uh, there's no single self. There's just all these complexes. And what happens um, when we're adults is that many, you know, many of the very early complexes are what we call trauma, traumatic responses because they happened at a very early age when life was experienced as being extraordinarily overwhelming. And so we kind of shrunk in and we developed this little thing. And then at a different age, it's another little thing. And many of them are so um, primitive and so wounded that our adult self in, in normal life simply is not, uh, does not... Uh, allow them admission into consciousness. Now the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm, I want to talk about the Bodhisattva work. When we commit ourselves to other people, we are setting <clears throat> what seems like, um, it seems pretty straightforward, but the standard we're holding ourselves to um, it's, a, it's extraordinarily demanding. There are basically two things that we are um, committing to. Number one is don't mess them up. Don't mess up other people. And it sounds simple, but the thing is, every time we interact with people and we are activated, even in the most subtle way, we're putting our shit on them, and then they become activated and they respond. And... Um, you know what I mean by activation and triggering, right? I mean, at this point, the dots and everybody is very familiar with. <laughs> and it happens all the time in life. And I'll give you an example. Let's say um, you're in a business meeting, work for a company, and you're smart and you're quick. And uh, there's another person at the table who's a little bit slower, maybe more feeling and they're presenting an idea, and the boss is there, and you, you see what's wrong with it. And you interrupt that person and point out the fallacy in what that person's doing. That's coming out of an activated state of mind, even though in our culture that is uh, praised and lauded. What, what you just did was you cut down this other person based on your ambition, and you're trying to, you know, toward the boss and toward the other people in the meeting. We are constantly in a state of activation in, in our lives, um, unconsciously. And we are constantly throwing people off. When we are activated, in other words, when we are working from a primitive level of ourself, you know, maybe um, I'm the guy in the meeting who cut the other person off, and maybe I figured out at the age of six that I could do that kind of thing. And it became a way I got through my family. I mean, that's actually, you know, it wasn't that way with me, but let's just suppose it was. That 
even though it seems like adult behavior, it isn't. It's actually coming out of something, an, a, a way of getting by that I developed very early. But the problem is, it actually is, it, it's hurtful to other people when we do that. So, when we begin on the Bodhisattva path, the first thing we need to look after is our adult ego. And, you know, we talk about uh, being a Maitri and being kind to oneself, which is an important part of these practices. And we begin, we need to acknowledge the person that we are right now and we understand ourselves to be. That's the first step, very, very important. Because most of us, the person that we actually understand ourselves to be, we are in conflict with that person. There's another part of us that um, is, doesn't like the person that we are and doesn't like the way we go about things. The first step is we have to develop love toward that adult person that we know ourselves to be and feel ourselves to be. And then the next step is, you know, when you work with trauma, Trauma is not personal. And this is a, this is a Mahayana understanding. Any trauma that you have in your life is there because of all sentient beings. It's there because of your family. It's there because of your your village. It's there because of your nation. It's there because of your culture. It's there because of your status as a human being. When we have what we call trauma, it's a, it's a reflection, it's an embodiment of a pattern that goes through the whole of sentient beings, human sentient beings. So the understanding is that there's no such thing as personal trauma. Even though it is personal and we feel it in our body and it disrupts our lives, it's actually not personal. And we need to take the attitude that trauma is there to give us our life mission. It's there to show us how people are suffering throughout the world. It's there to help us to connect with people and to work with them. Download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org. Music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet Cry of the Snow Lion.